0: It is Monday, August 14th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour.
1: Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy whose launch angle is only surpassed by his exit velocity,
0: J.P. Shadrick! And welcome in. It is Monday. It is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. JP Shadrick with you from the Hyundai Studios. We're on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com. Jaguars social media, of course, Jaguars YouTube. Plenty on the show today. Pro Football Hall of Fame left tackle Tony Vaselli coming up. CBS Sports senior writer Pete Frisco, of course, will get their thoughts of uh, preseason week one. The Jaguars win in Dallas over the Cowboys Saturday. A preview of practice this week. Practice? We're talking about practice. Wednesday, Thursday against the Lions before the preseason week two game in Detroit at Ford Field. We're keeping it real as we always do. And Fanatics fan questions are coming in hot and heavy today on X. Posts on X. Tony and Pete coming up shortly. Let's hear from Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson today reviewing the performance of the first team offense.
2: You know, obviously the one throw slipped out of his hand and, and all that. But, you know, um, it. Uh, um, I thought the way he rebounded and, um, you know, threw a nice touchdown pass, obviously to Christian and then the two-point conversion to Zay, I thought were uh, great ways for our offense and for Trevor to, to finish their night.
0: Quarterback Trevor Lawrence, after the game, discussed the performance also. An interception early, bounced back, though, with a touchdown and overall a pretty good feeling at the
3: end. Besides that one throw, thought it was pretty clean, you know, from an offensive perspective. Some things we need to work on. We had a three and out on our second drive as well. That wasn't great. So, just starting a little, a little faster. Um, can't turn the ball over, you know. Put our defense in that situation, but I think we know that. Just, just bad throw by me. So, um, yeah, we'll watch the tape. We'll, we'll get better, and that's a good thing. I think we're getting better every day, and we, I've seen it through training camp, and just continue to do that.
0: Jags offense fortunate they threw that interception on the second play of the opening drive and then had a three and out. The ensuing punt return fumbled, recovered by the Jags to set up a short field, and they went forward on the fourth down to get that touchdown. Of course, more coming up, including a pretty nice night for the Jaguars defense Saturday and all the availability availability from after the game available on jaguars.com. Of course, it's Jaguars happy hour. It is Monday, CBS Sports Senior writer Pete Prisco joining us now. Tony Baselli coming up in just a little bit. Pete, good afternoon. What's up, man?
4: You know, JP, I just sent Tony a text. And he's probably driving, so he shouldn't be reading it. But what I said was, we've been doing this show for how long now? The three of us. Six uh, years?
0: At least. Maybe seven or eight.
4: Why is the intro always like, we're just like guests
5: on the show or something? I don't know.
0: I, I, I got to get a word in edgewise. That's why, Pete. I get my my stuff done, and then he, it's the rest of the show is yours.
5: By the way, Pete and
4: Tony are going to join the program. <laughs> God. Joe Fortunato, I know you just turned 75 yesterday, I heard, or whatever you did. Come on. to fix that.
0: It's pretty amazing.
4: Happy to Joe Fortunato.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, No doubt about that. Um, So, uh, that aside, Pete, glad we got started on the right foot. (laughs) I got to start the season the right way. Come on. No doubt. Uh, You just heard from Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence there. The the offense uh, wasn't great, and then they scored a touchdown. They spread the ball out to some of those playmakers. I mean, this is not a game plan situation. They were running – some things they wanted to run, getting guys touches and just kind of getting in and out of the huddle on Saturday night.
4: Yeah. And I think Doug Peterson protected Calvin Ridley on this play. I don't think the ball slipped out of his hands. I really don't. What happened was Ridley's route was a crosser. And then he started heading up the field. You can see it. Look, he gets about 10 yards past where he's supposed to be. And that allows that guy to come to make the play. Otherwise, Ingram's wide open, and I think what happened was it caused Trevor to kind of flinch and double-clutch a little bit, and that's why it sailed. I, I think, to be honest with you, I think Doug protected Calvin Ridley on that play because Calvin Ridley shouldn't be drifting 10 yards up the field.
0: And, yeah, number 30 who made that interception kind of drifted back on the ball there. That makes sense yeah,
4: to me.
5: Yeah,
4: exactly what happened. So, but, again, it's a bad throw, bad mistake, and probably should have thrown it into the crowd. Look, you can see it again. We got it up here. Look, he's drip, 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 and the defensive back trips into the play. So I can't fault really Trevor for that one. And then I think he, and I think the offense is what it's going to be this season. They were working against backups. I get it. They're going to be really good on offense. Nobody, nobody is. Just,
0: yeah, I mean, we'll see, you know, what happens. But uh, first time out, you got to have some things to work on. They were fortunate, though, they got that third possession right after the, the fumble on the punt return to at least give them an opportunity. Bucky Brooks thought that, hey, maybe they were going to be done after those two drives until the quick change. Sudden change got them back out on the field, and then they went forward on the fourth and three and cashed it in with a touchdown to Christian Kirk on the back end
4: which was a really well designed play and Christian Kirk was wide open. By the way, this play the two point play. Trevor kind of held it for a second. He had him wide open in the back of the end zone. It ended up working out, but uh you can see it right uh there. No, that's that's the Kirk that's the play, I'm sorry. Yeah. Point play. On the two point play, you can see he's open in the middle of the field. He got away with it. But you know what the best thing that came out of it? The tackles. Well, the tackles. The tackles well. Uh, I thought Walker Little did a nice job, and I thought Anton has a fantastic job at right tackle. For a rookie, he was outstanding, and again, he's working its backups. JP, that's Sam Williams, who's a good player, like, the guy they're counting on the rush to pass or so. I thought all of them, I think that the, the best thing to come out of the offensive performance, both tackles. Play well.
0: And we'll hear from Tony coming up in just a little bit on that uh, tackle play, but um, you know in. My very elementary way, I, I will say, it is as advertised for Anton Harrison and those feet, Pete. He can move and and get off the ball and get back and move around, and uh, it, it just looks a little bit different in a good way.
4: It does, and you know the one play that he didn't make, he allowed the uh, he allowed Fowler to come down the line and make the play on the backside run. That that. He'll realize the speed of the game. He's got to get a little bit on him and get to him, you know, chip a little bit or get to him. I just, you got to be impressed with that. I think another thing from the offensive line, Fortner looks stronger and played stronger. Yeah, He played stronger, and that's important for that run game, and I think it's going to be big for them this season. The tight end block Rookie from Penn State is a mauler, and he's not afraid to, his, his head, and shoulders, and people when he pulls through and, and leads through as the lead guy, and trapping guys. So I, I think when you look at that group, they're going to run the ball better. And you saw in this play, he came down the left side of the defensive line with a crunching block. Yeah,
0: we're watching like the play, that. the Bigsby run, and it's him and Luke Farrell on the right side of the tackle, on the right side of the line. And I think Farrell actually pancaked his guy. Yeah, he did. And the Britton Strange is like five yards down the field, pushing him down the field.
4: And that, that was a problem last year. They couldn't block the edge. So I think when you add those two into the equation with the ability to block down and create room, I think it's big for the run game. Stronger Fortner, big, better blocking tight ends will improve the run game.
0: Defensively Pete um, you know starting group got a little push uh, Devon Hamilton had a pretty good game uh, Roy Robertson Harris was called out by the coach today had some good rushes they didn't get a lot of time on defense but when they were out there the starting group looked good At- Andre Sisco whiffed on a sack it set it up for Hamilton to clean it up in the uh, I think the first possession for Dallas Uh, But then even some deeper guys were getting some play. You see Abdullah had some nice rushes in the game, Pete. And that's a guy, you know, (laughs) they're going to have to count on a little bit, it feels like, on the edge. And uh, overall, the defense, I I felt like, had a pretty good night.
4: Yeah, this is Abdullah's sack. And what I liked about it is he kept, kept going. You know, a lot of times you get around that corner, the ball's out. But the ball wasn't out, and he kept going. He had another rush later in the game. Uh, and he also had a couple tackles in the run game. I think he was active. Uh, he was impressive. I liked him coming out of Louisville. He was one of my favorite guys in draft. And I think they got to be excited about what they saw from him. Uh, another guy that I thought played well was Devin Lloyd. Last year, Devin Lloyd played slow. He was thinking too much. He wasn't reacting. He reacted in this game. And again, it's it's a preseason game, so there's not a lot to. Do digest and put on this plate but he seemed much faster much more physical he came up and blasted a guy in the hole on a run play Uh, he just much more active in athletics wasn't spitting around I think that's that's progress and step in the right direction
0: nine snaps to your point Pete so not a huge sample size there but even in that short time on the field yes you can tell that um, you know, it is a, a little bit clear, at least early. Well, I'm curious how, how much they're really going to play this week with all the practice reps against the Lions. I would, I would guess most of the starters will get a lot of time, most of their time there. That's what you go up to Detroit for and, you know, see how those practices go, and then maybe um, he pulls the jersey away from them and, and getting ready for Saturday in the game. So um, let's see how those practices go to see if any of these starters get more time this week.
4: You know, and I remember having a conversation with Phillip Rivers a long time ago, and he said, look, I go to these practices, these joint practices, I get so many more snaps and so much better work than I do them on the the preseason. I take 10 snaps. So I think what you're saying is pretty spot on. I think the starters will get a lot of work, particularly on first day. Second day, they'll taper down a little bit. And I, I would be surprised if they played the preseason game. You wouldn't play him week three either? I'd play him week three. You would? Just a little bit. Because if you don't play in week three, you you go, what, six weeks without playing a game? And that would, what, what do we have from week one to week one? That's a long time. So I would play him some of the, if I don't play him in this game, I'll play him a little bit. In week three. Yeah,
0: just to maybe get them a quarter, a couple drives. Same
4: idea, right? I mean. You want to get, you want to tackle. You want defenders tackling. Yeah. That's the problem, Slee Girl. See, tackle. No tackle practice. No you don't track. Don't tackle in joint practices. And you're not going to, if you're not going to tackle the game, that means you go a month without tackling. A month, five weeks without tackling anybody. Maybe that's why they like those 45, 40. One game's worth of season. <laughs>
0: right. People going up and down the field on everybody's points. And that's how it works early in the year. That's Pete Prisco. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Tony Basselli coming up. The Jaguars headed to Detroit this week after a preseason week one win in Dallas over the Cowboys. A um, couple other notes from the uh, evening on Saturday night. Ross Mattisick the long snapper, has a shoulder issue. Uh, Doug Peterson said today he should be fine, but the Jaguars did sign Carson Tinker, who was with the Jaguars for four years to begin his career. He's bounced around the NFL. He told me before practice uh, he was actually um, playing co-ed softball. That's what he was doing. So he got the phone call to come in for a little bit and snap. Maybe he'll get some tape in a game, and and who knows? That's kind of how it works. If you have that skill as a snapper, um, that's pretty valuable. Those, those, Those reps come in. Uh, can you know win what, or lose JP, you a football game.
5: Yes,
4: you never find out how valuable those guys are until you don't have one on game day. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? my God!
0: Yeah, that's what happened on Saturday night, right? I mean, yeah. Uh,
4: I mean, they couldn't. It makes for better season games to you go for it all the time. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that's, that would be right up your alley, right? Oh, yeah.
4: eliminates eliminate teams. Get them out of here.
0: You can get an extra tight end or somebody. You don't need – Yeah, right?
4: Play football. Play football. <laughs> you don't need kickers and punters. Play football.
0: <laughs> We've got plenty ahead. We'll come back and dig into the defense a little bit more. Jags fans, want customized Jags furniture for your home? Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. Zipchair, furniture fans. We're off and running. It's Jaguars happy hour presented by jet home loans.
2: Yeah, I thought, I thought that first group, uh, did a really nice job of putting pressure on the quarterback, you know, whether it was five and, and, really it was four, four man rushes. Um, you know, Roy had some really good rushes interior. You know, uh, on the guards, Uh, I thought Trayvon did a nice job coming off the edge uh, in the game. You know, so that first unit, you could feel you could feel the pocket sort of collapse around the quarterback in those first two drives. And and that's what you want to see. It did affect uh, it did affect some of the throws, Um, you know, so uh, we were pleased. Good, good first day for them.
0: I said Coach Doug Peterson earlier today on a Zoom call with the media, and welcome back. It is Jaguars happy hour. It is Monday, heading into week two of the preseason. JP Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Basselli coming up shortly. We're on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, and uh, I would say, I was going to say tweet us, but that's not accurate anymore, Pete. We talked about this uh, last week when you weren't on with us. It's now post on
4: X. Not
0: tweets on Twitter.
4: Yeah. I mean, uh, we change everything every year, right? (laughs) Does it really matter? It's the same thing. Everybody freaks out about, oh, my gosh, how dare we? It's the same thing.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And we got plenty of posts on X we'll get to a little bit later with the Fanatics fan questions, which are always a hit with you and Tony. Um, That's how that goes. Uh, Defense, we touched on some of this group a, a moment ago. Um, you know, the, the real starters in this group got, what, nine snaps? Hard to take a whole lot away from the outside. Uh, but Doug Peterson did confirm today that uh, Jadavion Clowney was in the building yesterday. Um, didn't have a lot to say about it. Um, do they need to go do something like that? I mean, is it too early for that? Maybe they're just dipping their toe in the water to see for later. I don't know. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I think they're dipping their toe in the water. The guy had two sacks last year. Is he going to amp up their pass rush? He had Miles Garrett on the other side. He had two sacks. He's not a great pass rusher. He's a good, sound, solid, tough football player. But he's not a great pass rusher. So if you're sitting there thinking he's going to amp up the pass rush, I don't mind. I I think it's more of an indictment, by the way, of Chase on than it is of Abdullah. Because I think Abdullah was good the other
0: day. How was Chase on
4: was Really good. Was yeah. Chase on good? He's okay, not not, not nothing nothing mate no. Uh, but I do think Abdullah is good enough to be in the rotation. And again, going to get some backups, we got to temper it a little bit. But he yeah. is good enough to be the backup. But has Chase on shown anything? They keep raving about him all summer. Have you seen it?
0: Yeah. No, I've I, I no. I mean, but I mean, it's been one game, right? I mean, to his. You know, it's been two weeks of camp, and uh, and how many snaps did he play in the game? So Yeah, what? how many did he play? I'm looking. Hang on. Uh, you know, it's so it, – the sample size – well, now also the other argument is that he's had three years of sample size, right?
4: Right. Uh, and I, I – they need more of the pass rush. We know that. We know that. That has to happen. But is he the answer?
0: He played 12 snaps.
4: Yeah, and he, I thought Jordan Smith showed some stuff later in the game.
0: You know, and that's that would be a heck of a story, right? Guy has had two different injuries, missed a lot of time, has not played in a game yet. It's like year three, right?
4: Yeah, and he flashed and again, though. He's working against somebody who's not going to be in the league. So it's hard to gauge it, which is why I always go back to kind of when the ones are working against the ones, and that's when you get a real idea, but they didn't have any because the Cowboys didn't have any one. So it's tough evaluation. But I thought Walker had a nice rush. But you know when it came? When he sliced inside. Ah. It was it was a move. It wasn't winning with his hand. Though he did later in the game, he had one where it seemed like he was better with his hand. So that's important. But you mentioned the Dow guys did some good things rushing the passer. Uh, I think Boyd's going to be more active rushing the passer, which I think is a good thing. Uh, and they get creative. Uh, that's how they're going to have to manufacture pass rush. Here's another, JP, stop the damn run. If you stop the run and put teams in passing situations and have an explosive offensive play with the lead, your pass rush is
0: better. That's exactly how it works, and they feel like they've got the interior defensive line guys to be sturdy up front. They've paid enough money to that group where they better feel that way, and they've got the league's leading tackler behind them. So, um, you know, and they feel like they're pretty strong at safety. So strong up the middle on all three layers of the defense. That's at least the feeling going in.
4: You know, you mentioned that the down guys and how much money they put into that position because there's a lot of money invested there. Huge. Hamilton was outstanding last year. Roy Robertson Harris the beginning of the season was really good. Middle of the season, not so good. Down the stretch and in the postseason, really good. So he's got to play like that all year. Fodacosta was hurt. Yep. And he didn't play very well.
0: They're raving about him this camp, though, Pete. Yeah, I know.
4: So, that makes sense. If he plays like they expect him to play, then those three guys are set. And that's a good group, which will help choke off the run, which will enable teams to be in third down pass situations, which you could turn your pass rushes loose. Even if they're not great, you should be able to get
5: Third and
0: eight is much different than third and four in this league, Pete.
4: Yeah. And I think – Mike Caldwell, another year running a defense will be better for him. Scheming things up. He knows these guys better. They know him better. He knows who can do certain things. Remember, he was kind of flying by the seat of his pants last year. So I think he's going to be better. He has to be better. And if he's better, there as a group will be much better rushing the passers. We'll
0: see what happens uh, on that one. Hey, there were some good uh, performances um, deeper in the game, Pete, Um, especially in the secondary. A guy like – well, he actually it was pretty early in the game. Gregory Junior, second year corner, has a fumble recovery on the special teams plate. Ross Maddison official didn't officially he did force it. He didn't get credit for it. He should. Tim Jones got the credit for the forced fumble, but uh, Junior recovered it. And then later, he goes down later in the first quarter and strips the ball out at the one yard line from the from the receiver, and saves a touchdown. Um, he's one of those guys that was pointed out by the coaching staff last week is really having a chance at that third corner spot. So um, you keep having performances like this where you're around the football, on the football, part of takeaways, no matter how they come, that's a great sign for him.
4: Yeah, but recovering a fumble on a kickoff, uh, yeah, not right. a punt, is an accident. Okay. I mean, you can't count. That's it. fine. He made a great play, a great hustle play on the play where he knocked the ball loose. And I, by the way, Thomas made a great play in the hustle play to go recovery, He too. certainly did, yes. Yeah, he was on the other side of the field when you watched the 22 tape, and he came flying over there. He could easily quit on that play, and he didn't. Um, but here's the thing that's going to decide whether Junior's the nickel. Can he cover? Period. Not not punching the ball out, not diving on fumbles. Can you cover in a man-to-man situation? Because in his own situation, Trey Herndon can do it. Yep. Yeah. The tro- problem with Trey is when they play man-to-man, he has issues with it.
0: Can the rest of them play man?
4: That's to be determined. You won't know until you play really good slot receivers. Uh, you know, the young guys have flashed in camp. Aswell's done some good things. Howlett's done some good things. Um, and, and Junior's been better. But, again, when you're lining up against a top-tier slot receiver yeah. and he's got a two-way go on can you handle
0: it? Yeah. I mean, they do it every day, right? With Christian Kirk out there against them in theory. That's
4: good work for him. Yeah. That's yeah. good work for him. But again, diving on, f- on a punt, punching a ball loose, he's a good decide. That's a good football play. Yeah. That, that means he's playing good football and he's around the ball. It's not going to decide who wins that job.
0: In theory, if if whoever wins the gig is not the best man corner, do you have to adjust your entire scheme um, otherwise? Or is that kind of set?
4: So, what you're saying is: if the, outside is the, the outside guys. Can the outside guys? Right. If Trey Hearn is in the nickel corner again, do you have problems if you try and get man, man- managed, you Right. See? Basically, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, probably try and keep away from keeping him in those situations as much as possible. But that's hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to do. That's why you love to have a guy who's capable of matching up in the slot. And you have enough young guys that can do it. You at least have a chance to be able to.
5: That's I mean, like, I don't
4: buy to on. Trey, Trey's a good, feisty little player, but you're limited. You can't run. And when you can't run, it's hard to cover to man in man, the slot.
0: And this is why they drafted these guys the last two years in the deeper rounds to see if they could maybe mine uh, somebody into doing it. So, who knows? We'll see what happens. That's what training camp of the preseason games – are for the start of the NFL season is just around the corner, and we can't wait for you to be back at the bank. The Jags entertain the Dolphins in the preseason finale, August 26th. Lock in your seats now. Call 633-2000 or visit jaguars.com/tickets. We're back in a moment. Back to the offense and the running game got going in Dallas. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans.
3: Great. You know, we had a couple. Obviously, it was such a small, like you said, sample size. You know, it's it's different when you play a full game and you get different looks and you kind of progress as the game goes and you kind of get get settled in. Obviously, that's you can see more. But I thought he did a great job. He had some had some nice catches today. Uh, I thought he was, we were really efficient when we did decide to throw the ball today. Obviously, besides the interception. So I think those were those were positives. I think we ran the ball well. Um, but you know, a couple plays here and there, a couple of negatives. Uh, some. You know, and that, like I said, the three and out wasn't great. But, yeah, I mean, we're going to keep getting better, and he's going to keep getting better.
0: It's Trevor Lawrence, of course, Jaguars quarterback after the game in Dallas Saturday, asked about Calvin Ridley and uh, the few snaps they had together in the game against Cowboys. And welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XLAM, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. Hit us up on X. Some posts on X at J.P. Shadrick, at Prisco CBS. At Tony Baselli, Tony coming up in just a little bit. And let's start with Ridley in his debut with the Jags. Well, preseason debut, Pete. I uh, was running open a couple of times. We, we saw the one on the interception. Also had a couple of catches in the game. Now, obviously, the coverage is different. There's not a lot of that going on. It's not it's planned out. So uh, he's moving around like um, you would thought he would. Let's put it that way.
4: Yeah, and then you saw him in practice play in the slot some inside of Perk, which I thought was interesting, and I think they're going to use him in that role more. You try and create matchups in this league, wherever you put them, and I think he's got the speed that scares the hell out of everybody, so uh, I get it. I like moving him around. Uh, It wasn't a dynamic night for him, but you've seen it all summer. I saw it when I was there. The man can run. He can run routes, and I think at times, almost, he goes too fast and you have to harness it a little bit. I think he's starting to get into that a little bit. You see the great receivers, they know how to harness that speed. And I think early in camp, he was going so fast. But man, he's got a great combination of speed and the ability to run routes. And that's going to be tough to defend. And you only saw a little bit of that. I can't, I know you guys are going up there. I'd give you great to see him this week against the Lions. Because I think there's an opportunity to show what he really could do.
0: Yeah. Um, how good is the Lions' secondary, Pete?
4: Better. I mean, they went out and spent money on it, so yeah. you know they, they got to be better. They, they added, they they drafted your Alabama Branch, who's been really good um, this season, this year. They signed Charlie Gardner Johnson, so they've added pieces to that secondary, so it's better. It'll be a much better test for him.
0: Branch is like a heat-seeking missile, Pete. Like he just well,
4: remember all he did at Alabama. And then he got pink because he wasn't timed at a great time and everyone yeah. wondered what could he do? Is he a safety? Is it a hybrid? Does he play nickel? He's just a good football player. He's just
0: always around him. the ball. Right.
4: Right. Find a, <laughs> find a way to get him. So I think that'll be a good chance for Ridley to go show people what he what he can really do.
0: Looking forward to that uh coming up. Obviously Christian Kirk had the touchdown catch in the back of the end zone. Zay Jones got his two point play. Uh, they gave a look to Ingram officially. He didn't have a catch in the game. Some guys later in the game had a couple catches as well. Cooks, Stray Jenkins, Seth Williams, Snoop out of the backfield, had a couple catches in the game. Brenton Strange had two also for a short yardage. So
5: You know,
4: some of those young receivers look pretty good, though.
0: The big guys, there's a bunch of tall guys that are like on the, you know, six five six seven maybe on the bubble of making this team, Pete.
4: You've been there more than me, but is Jenkins flashed? That kind of ability a little practice.
0: bit it felt like this was more than he did in practice to me just first glance um and not Boston that he hasn't
4: had some opportunities and that game didn't catch any balls but he had some opportunities and he's had a good summer
0: yeah the two the the, the the tall guys like cooks is is one of those guys that is like six foot four or something I mean, they're massive and they're they gonna don't have they don't time, have that
4: because you got to figure the the four are definite right you got the three starters and ag you're gonna have the kid from penn state he didn't catch a pass he's gonna return a punt so he's gonna be on it right parker washington. washington yes right so then gotta pick a six receiver
0: so it's you know a guy like tim jones has been around here right special teams ace he's probably i talked to him the other week he understands what this is like They've got enough receivers here. He's got to really perform on special teams to make this team. And he's and that could decide who gets it. He's the incumbent, right? So it kind of makes sense. So if a guy like Elijah Cook, 6'4", 215, comes in and can play on a gunner and do all that stuff, fine. Jacob Harris is another guy. He's 6'5", 211, Pete. And he's a third-year player out of Central Florida. So, yeah, I don't
4: know. Special teams will decide that position. Absolutely. No question. The other guys you can see on the practice. Because nobody's probably picking them up
0: yeah right i mean that's that's what it is it's exactly what and, it
4: is and you hope you develop them, unlike you know josh oliver walking off into the sunset or alan Lazar walking off into the sunset <laughs> yeah. it's
0: only two there's uh it's a longer <laughs> list than that yeah i know <laughs> we can keep going yeah we got two hours unfortunately to to fill that time Hey, uh, running game. We we saw Snoop Connor on the on the graphic for on Jaguars.com for a couple of re- receptions in the game. But Tank Bigsby had that 34-yard run. It was really blocked up well on the right side of the line by the tight ends. He bounced it out, and then you could see his open-field speed once he was out there. Pete, he's he's got a little something to him. Dearness Johnson's been around the league. Uh, five carries, 31 yards in the game, including a 26-yarder. Travis. ETN Jr., five for 22, and then Snoop had uh, seven carries in the game. But, hey, um, I think they were in situations Saturday. They wanted to see some short yardage with Tank, see what he had to offer, because that was kind of the the resume with him a little bit at Auburn, that he's not afraid to go up in there. And um, did, I don't think they converted every single one of those situations, but you want to at least know that it's there if you need it, and maybe it's something to work on moving ahead.
4: Well didn't they have the third one and he got blasted? Yeah. And he didn't get it. That's right. He's gotta he's gotta get that. It was a guy in a hole, he's gotta he's gotta win that. He's gotta win that. But but I was impressed with him and he's he's been impressive all camp. I mean he's he's a tough physical runner and he has the speed to kind of run away from guys. So the question becomes how do you use them? And you know, you don't wanna take too many carries away from ETN, but you gotta take some. But I thought he at the end of last year and learned how to run. He learned how to run tougher. Remember, he didn't take as many shots. He learned how to turn his body and pull.
0: Well, the first so, half of the season last year, oh. Pete is like heads over heels, like feet remember, are he flopping. Was
4: a rookie, JP. Oh, you remember he was essentially a rookie. Yeah, he didn't understand the speed of the game. Yeah. So how do you use Bigsby? Is Bigsby the short yardage guy? Is he? Does he come in and? You know, Spot him for a series or two. I think that's how you use him. But he's an impressive kid. And here's the other thing your team gets better when you might have to cut a guy who was on the team a year ago. And that's a good sign. I mean, you know, for the kid, if it's Connor, I mean, uh, you, you don't want to cut guys like that. But if you're getting the young draft pick and he's better, you're going to be in that situation. Yeah, uh,
0: right. And I mean, Snoop Connor last season had very little play on offense and didn't do much on special teams at all. So hey, so you gotta you're gonna contribute. have to make a
4: decision. It'll be a tough decision there. But again, they're gonna be better running ball short yard situation because of Bigsby. Porter's bigger, Sheriff's healthy, and the tight ends can block. Players. That's gonna be important for yep. them.
0: Hey, by the way, uh, Ben Barch was back at practice today, Pete. I think they're actually st- – uh, they just finished, I think, about 10 minutes ago. They uh, had an afternoon practice today, but I was out there for stretch. And speaking of that interior offensive line, which we'll get to more offensive line coming up with Tony, but hey, Barch, uh, after about the 10-month mark with the knee injury, was out there, and, and he, was, he was playing pretty well early in the season, and, and having that big body out there could help that.
4: Well, Hans played okay at left guard the other day. It wasn't great, but he's physical enough. They have bodies now. You know, you look at it, they have bodies. Because he can play tackle. He's done that. He, he spotted him before at teams. You have Shatley, of course. He, the rookie did some good things, physical. He missed a few blocks, missed a few assignments. He did some good things. And I'm sure Tony, I'll watch it. but I'm sure Tony will agree with me in a lot of this. And then Backup center actually did some pretty good things, so they have guys. And Wells was good. Uh, dare I say <laughs> he might have been the best tackle the other night? Well, he's
0: ten years in. He better be pretty good, right?
4: But, but yeah, but that's a surprise nice for me because he hasn't been good all here, But he was good the other night. And and so you know who wasn't great the other night? Who? Jam Robinson. Really? I didn't think he was. Why? Good. He How? A couple pressures. Gave up a couple. Of, didn't look as good as he did in the past, uh, you know, they're going to have a tough decision to make. They really are. And I, I was there a couple weeks ago. Gene Fournette wrote something saying that the offensive line coach said Cam Robinson was going to get work at left guard. Has that materialized at all?
0: The Cam Robinson stuff, I haven't seen it. Okay. But I haven't been out for – I haven't watched every – Walker, left-hand. I know Walker certainly has, yes.
4: So they're going to have a tough decision. When we're going to when Tony gets there, we're going to talk to him about this. I think he, we both think along the same lines, but they're going to have a tough decision to make. When Cam Robinson, gets
0: there. More. he was
4: in the game the fourth quarter with a bunch of third teamers.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. That's the way it's been, I think, a lot in practice too. I mean, if Walker Little is getting the number one reps, sometimes somebody's going to get the rest of them, and that's what it is. You got to get your guy ready for the regular season opener.
4: Yeah, I, I think they're gonna, it's going to be an interesting four weeks to start the season. You know, and
0: you know how this goes, Pete. Like, football happens, a month of football happens, and it might just naturally take a turn. Like, you don't know. I not, don't want it to happen that way, but – Where know. does
4: it take the turn? Does the rookie go bad at right tackle? And then you have to walk a little bit over there.
0: Or, or just, yeah, that that or Walker you know, God God forbid there's an injury or something crazy happens like that, right, or the yeah. guard's playing great, you don't wanna move him, then okay, then that, then it becomes a what decision.
4: If, what if the left tackle isn't playing well? Which I don't think so. I think he's I think he put I think he's good. I think he's gonna be good. Yeah. But if he doesn't play well, then you got to start thinking about the future.
0: Uh, right. And then it's like a bigger question. It's not. There's this season. It's.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, I broke that topic, Doug, when I was there, and you know they don't want to worry about the future. Yeah. They don't want to worry about
0: now. Yeah, yeah. It's a little early for that. I, I mean, you
4: know, me, I'm always looking to the future.
0: Right. They haven't even, you know, suited up for week one yet. So.
4: Yeah, not... but you got. You got to. There we go, Jay. That's what
0: I do. I mean, but if you, yeah, and that's what I'm sure the GM has probably thought about this well, he at some point. Too. But he's not going to admit it. It's training camp. We're well, out of not here now. He's admit it.
4: What? What would he? Well, uh, he? Here's the thing he's got confidence he in his
0: guy. They're going to play well, right? That's
4: they it. promise he makes a lot of money. But just because you pay him a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean he's got to go back into the line. And that's where you're going to get a- that's the touchy tough situation right there. You hmm. I mean, had a guy make it, what did he make it $16 million? It's a lot. And he was working with the threes in the fourth quarter.
0: It's a lot. But, hey, if you're if the line is mauling people in the first four weeks. Okay, let's say that. Play that one out. Let's just say they're mauling people. and Forget the record, right? Let's just say – they are running Three the ball. The people. What, what's that?
4: Three and one. The
0: people. And they're mauling people. They're running the ball. They're great on short yardage. They're, the quarterback's been
4: clean for the most part. Why would you change that? I wouldn't. I would not. I'm with you 100%. And here's the other part of that. They're going to be in London, so he's going to have to fly to London and join them against Buffalo. So in that scenario... He doesn't play five weeks, probably.
0: Well, I mean, they do have first-class seats, Pete. It's not like it's he's going to be sitting no, coach.
4: you're not with the team. Right. You're not working at the offensive line. You got a cohesive unit that's now working well together. Do you take the do you take Walker Little out? Yeah, I don't.
0: That's a good point. And yeah, and you're right. It's in London. It would be at uh, one of those countryside resort hotel places where they have a field set up. But you're out there, and um, yeah, is that the time to start? mixing up the line and doing reps of all places. I don't if it's know.
4: Play, if it's a group that's playing really well and you're three and one, no. So that means you go to week five. So, you know, at some point, maybe it happens, but you also got to, once you get later in the season, you got to start thinking about next year. Cause he isn't going to be, let's be real. He's gone. Yeah.
0: All that dead money kind of goes away, right?
4: Yeah. He's dead. He's gone. He's gone. So, means Walker Little has to be your left tackle next year.
0: So the Jags are home week six. So week five, of course, is Buffalo in London. And then week six, home against the Colts. And then there's a Thursday night game, a quick turn.
4: Here's the other thing, JP. Yeah. The teams that they played the first four weeks of the season aren't exactly known for their edge rushers. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Kansas City, they're known for their inside rush with Chris Jones. Yeah. He's not even there yet. Um, week one, what do you got? Colts,
0: Indianapolis. They're
4: not known for their edge guys. They're known for their inside rush.
0: Houston. Uh,
4: well, Will Anderson, who knows? he's still a rookie. Atlanta. No, they have nothing. So,
0: Buffalo is it, Von Miller.
4: Buffalo's the first one. And we don't know if Von Miller's going to be back. But they have a, lot, a bunch of other guys, too. Russo, Bash, uh, Epinesa can rush it. Yeah. Uh, Floyd. So they have guys. But again, if they play well, first three weeks of the season, they're three and one. Why would you make the change?
0: Yeah, I mean, because you got it's three and one at that point, and then you got four weeks. Get to the bye week and maybe reassess then, right? Week nine.
4: <laughs> if they're playing well, you're not making a change. That's what
0: I'm saying. But it, uh, if for some reason it turns the wrong way, then you can make another decision, right?
4: You could, you could.
0: If but they're the four later,
4: and four if they're going well on into the middle of the season toward pushing toward November, why would you make that change? Right. Because he's not going to be here next year anyway. Right. Right. I'd love to know if he's getting guard work.
0: That'd be interesting to, to see. Absolutely. I'll keep a better eye on that in training camp. So I'll look in, in uh, Detroit when, uh, uh, you know, we'll see how many reps they get because it's going to be. The
4: offensive line coach said it a couple weeks ago, and I I hadn't heard anybody seen it.
0: Yeah, I honestly I haven't either. But like I said, I haven't watched every single rep, so I cannot.
4: And by you. the way, somebody said trade them, and I'm like, you never know in this league. You got to have those guys. They, they learned that last. Year.
0: Exactly. I mean, interior and it, out on the outside. Last year they had changes.
4: <laughs> yeah,
5: you so. can't do that. Like,
0: Hey, uh, plenty more ahead. We'll uh, come back in a moment, and Doug Peterson will discuss Anton Harrison's performance. Speaking of tackles, the rookie from Oklahoma, if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans.
2: Yeah, I thought Anton was another one that you um, really saw his uh, aggressiveness. You saw his athleticism. Um, again, some things we can clean up and uh, you know improve upon. But uh, again, I thought uh, I thought overall he he did a nice job. Uh, you know, first time out. And um, really, really showed uh, the type of player um, that, that he is. And obviously, you know, the reason why we drafted him.
0: That's head coach Doug Peterson, of course, on the Zoom call earlier today with the media rehashing the Jaguars win in Dallas. Welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour. Final few moments of the opening hour with CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco. We'll have Tony Baselli coming up in the second hour of this show we'll say goodbye to pete or we've got the new studio here at the uh, miller electric center and we will um, get everybody back together we'll get the band back together very soon pete
4: so i don't get to beat him up yeah you know it's is not the same on a monday when we're not beating him up tony uh, jp
0: don't ever call me tony okay yeah, no, pete? that's a bad one i mean come on what are we doing here like you can call me way, anything I, else you want
4: i gotta give him credit he's skinny
0: He is really skinny. He's been working at it, man. He was in here last week, Pete, doing push-ups between commercial
4: breaks. See, and I'm in the process of getting skinny too, but I'm not as skinny as he is yet.
0: But, Pete, you've been in the weight room, it looks like.
4: No, I've actually been working out hard, but not lifting a lot of weights. I'm down about 25 pounds. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I want to get even skinnier. But Baseli looks fantastic. Looks like a Shulman's.
0: He's got to get that jacket re, uh, recut again.
4: No. That, that, that is coming. I mean, he got it out weeks ago when he went to camp. Got Enough of that. We went through a whole year of that. I mean, was, I mean four 14, 15 years of that. Enough of that. More jacket.
0: <laughs> no more. Uh, Pete. Uh, Pete Briscoe, of course, CBS Sports senior writer. Tony uh, coming up in just about uh, six minutes or so at the 5 o'clock, the second hour. So, um, all right, Anton Harrison, we touched on him earlier, Pete, and his feet and his ability to move, and he showed a lot of that. Now, uh, granted, he, he did play a little bit longer than the first team that got nine, or was it nine snaps, I guess, for a lot of these guys on the first team, not many. Um, he
4: stayed in longer though. Yeah. He, he and Walker Little stayed in for a couple more, another oh, series I'm or two.
0: Checking the uh Anton Harrison at twenty-two snaps out of yeah. yeah. How about Cooper Hodges played
4: sixty-eight snaps? And d- did enough to keep an eye on. He's interesting. He's an interesting player. He pancaked one guy. It, it, I'm telling you, he's physical. He he might be one of those guys you keep keep around. But Harrison, back to Harrison, I, I love what I saw from him. And Sam Williams is a good player. Dallas is counting on Sam Williams to rush the passer, and he did a nice job against him. So you got to be encouraged by that. And, and again, this week, you go to Detroit. We know Hutchinson can rush the passer. James Houston can rush the passer. And they have guys to get after them, so it'll be a bigger test for him from that standpoint this week.
0: Fun to watch, for sure. Where are you uh, this week, Pete? What do you I'm got here. coming I'm up? I'm
4: here. back now, off the road.
0: You're, you're I, done. I got
4: food poisoning in Green Bay on Tuesday, which was wonderful. And then I sat on a plane for six hours on Thursday.
0: What was it from? Do you remember?
4: Yeah, you know those little, like, um, you know, beef jerky kind of, like, little things that you put with cheese? It was just like a quick snack because we hadn't eaten all all day. So I threw a couple with my mouth. I never I never recovered. It was 12 hours later and <laughs> I had to go see the Packers team dog. Oh. They hooked me up. Oh no! And I was supposed to fly at 10.30 in the morning. Needless to say that, flight got pushed out.
0: Oh, no. It's the yeah, worst yeah. feeling ever. can't oh, do anything. Terrible.
4: Can't do, you're no, stuck. No, you're dizzy. You know, I was dizzy. I was lightheaded. I had to go out, get out of the hotel room and walk around. I felt all. And then six hours on the plane Thursday, JP. Six hours. <laughs> we, we left Atlanta. We got to Florida. The airport was closed. They turned us around, started going back to Jacksonville. Then they went to Orlando. Finally, doing out six hours.
0: Wow. What a story. Um, what a way to close the show, at least the first hour of it. Pete, we'll talk to you uh, again next week after the Jags get home from
4: Detroit. You got it. Take care, JP.
0: Pete Prisco, CBS Sports Senior Writer. When we come back, Tony Buscelli back with us for the second hour. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
2: We know our defense. Our defense knows our offense. And. Sometimes it just goes back and forth where not too many people win. But here you get to compete against another team um, in a controlled environment. You know, your, your starters are going to get the bulk of the, the work this week. And um, you're still, again, you're still evaluating. We're still in training camp and evaluating. But the fact that we get to see a different team, uh, a different structure, uh, those are all things that are beneficial to us as, uh, as a football team.
0: Welcome back. It's head coach Doug Peterson earlier today on a Zoom call. Welcome back. It's the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. J.P. Shadrick with you. We had Pete Prisco, CBS Sports Senior Writer, in the opening hour of the show. Tony Baselli coming up shortly. The Jaguars coming off a win in preseason week one, 28-23, over the Dallas Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium. That was on Saturday afternoon and evening. Jags' starting offense had an interception from Trevor Lawrence in the second throw of the game for him, and then a three and out, but then after getting a possession back on the ensuing punt, fumbled away, recovered by the Jags' short field, the starting offense went back out there and cashed in a touchdown after that uh, takeaway. And Lawrence finished today five of six passing, 36 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. The Jags' starting defense was solid overall, uh, two takeaways on defense: four sacks overall in the game. The starting group looked uh, pretty good, though most of the starters for Dallas were not out there. Either way, some good work for that group. Reports that Jadavian Clowney was in the building with the Jaguars Sunday on the off day. Doug Peterson did not have much to say about it today when asked in that media Zoom call. So now it's on to Detroit. Practice Wednesday and Thursday at Allen Park. And then the game Saturday at Ford Field in downtown Detroit. Two good days of work against a a football team that a lot of people feel could be a force in the NFC North. My, that uh, division has certainly changed over the last year or so with the departure of the quarterback from Green Bay. We'll see if the Lions are ready for prime time. It may not be quite yet. It's training camp, but it'll be at least a couple good days of work. Some talented position groups on uh, both sides of the ball for the Lions and a good test for this Jags team. We were talking about it with Pete in the first hour. You know, a lot of the the Jaguars' first-team players, um, really on both sides, but let's start with the offense, might get a lot of their time or most of their time in the practices. And if those go well, I'd I'd be curious when Doug Peterson decides, uh, you know, how much do these guys actually play in the game on Saturday at Ford Field? If they put together two strong days of work, maybe that's enough for the week because they'll get plenty of reps in the practices both days, and it's a controlled environment. So why risk it to, to throw the offense back out there for, you know, two, three, four drives, whatever you think you mor- normally might have in week two of a preseason when you've already got the work in that week against uh, another opponent. and uh, The guys in the trenches have had the work um, you know, that we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what Doug Peterson has in mind as the week goes along. I think it's still a little bit too early to figure it out. If for some reason the work isn't great, which I don't expect it to be, but if for some reason it's not, doesn't look right or something's going on, maybe then that decision could come to, to give him some game time. Again, uh, too early to tell. We'll see what happens. Defensively, uh, same idea, right? I think you want to see uh, in Detroit on the practice field some success – in those one-on-one pass rush situations against the Lions. Uh, the Lions' offensive line's pretty good. The tackles, uh, notably, are good. So, a good test. Josh Allen, uh, Trayvon Walker, um, Yasir Abdullah, who had a good game in Dallas, at least in his first outing, bring it back to the practice field and see if he can move on that. And, and again, Caleb on Chazon, hey, it's time. This is the time to step up and, and be on this football team and, uh, get better in this training camp, and you got to do that in Detroit this week. Um, if they're if they're bringing players in the building to talk to them, well, let's see it. Let's see Caleb Onchazon step up in a big way, um, and, and even some of the deeper guys in the roster we talked about, who uh, guys who've been banged up and out. I mean, Jordan Smith, it's his third year. He hasn't played a snap out of uh, UAB. Of of course, originally went to Florida, and then was out of school there, ended up at a junior college, was at UAB in Birmingham. Uh, but he's six seven two fifty. 250. He's had two different knee injuries. If for some reason he can continue to build and move forward, maybe you have something uh, that not a lot of people expected. It's still, a, yeah, let's call it a long shot. It's what it is. He's going to get an opportunity to go out there and play and continue to get better. Let's um, see if that can happen this week. Against Detroit. And then uh, on the back end, right? I mean, this is a Detroit team that has pretty good passing offense. Good receivers. uh, Good chance for the secondary to get some looks. They're still trying to figure out that third corner. Uh, Is it Herndon? Is it a guy like Gregory Jr., who was around the football a couple of times, at least on takeaways? Uh, But can he cover? To Pete Prisco's point, can he consistently cover in the slot, and I think we'll find uh, you know we'll find out a little bit more. And the more situations you have in an environment like this week in Detroit for a guy like Junior to step up and continue to play, and the young guys this year, there's really the two draft picks from last year late, the two draft picks from the later rounds this year as well. You got to see them in live action, or as close to live action as you can. Now those guys will probably get some time in the game, no matter what happens on the practice field Wednesday and Thursday because you need as many eyeballs on them, as many reps as you can with the live action with some of those deeper corners to uh, really get an idea of what, you, what you're what you working with here And because there is a tough decision to be made in the coming weeks. Not to make it tomorrow, but you'd like to kind of maybe start moving in the direction of a decision at some point, maybe after this week, uh, or at least have a favorite or two Um, and see how they finish up the preseason but uh, at some point I mean that, that right after that third preseason game I believe it's the Tuesday after you have to have that 53 down so which guys are gonna make your team first of all which guys do you like enough to try to sneak onto your practice squad will they make it to your practice squad these are all factors in building the roster moving ahead so They've got some work to do, and so the next week ahead I think is really key for a lot of areas because you have a piece of tape now in the Dallas game to start with. You've got the coaching points from that game. We can take to the classroom this week and then get ready for another opponent against the Lions two days on the field. This is where the the preseason and training camp really turns one way or another for a lot of these guys trying to make the team. They might have had a decent rep or two in the game. Build on it, right? Maybe you didn't have such a good game. Okay, well you have a chance to go back out and perform and get better and see if you can build your resume again in training camp. Tony Baselli with us now, Pride of the Jaguars, left tackle, Hall of Famer, all of the above. You know him, you love him. Hello, Tony. Good afternoon. Tony, how are you doing? Doing well, man. Um, getting ready for the Lions game. The Lions practice is coming up, but Uh, Let's rehash. We had Pete on the first hour. We've got Tony on the second hour. So, which uh, we'll have a pretty good idea of which hour has the best ratings. I don't know which it's going to be. That's your call.
1: Well, and sooner or later, we'll get Pete and I on for the whole two hours once we get this whole new uh, fancy stuff we have going on here. So, um, yeah, JP, I mean, I was listening to you um, talk through, and uh, you're a pro Uh, a little monologue off the cuff. Uh, Well done, by the way. Appreciate it. Um, Yeah, it was a good job. Um, A couple things you said that I find interesting. Is this team at the stage, and maybe it is just because this is how the NFL works today, where you don't give your starting units any reps in the game, even if you are practicing with Detroit for those two days? I could see if it was the last preseason game. That would make sense. I mean, we saw that last year in Atlanta where they got good work and then they pretty much said that was it. But this is the second preseason game. I don't think it was a great showing in the first preseason game by that one offense. Um, And the one defense was solid, but they were playing against all backups. And so I'm not sure this team's at the level where I would say, hey, let's have two good practices with Detroit and call it a day. I still think they can get reps. I think reps are valuable. You have a young, young team. You have a receiver in Calvin Ridley who hasn't played football in a year.
0: Yeah, two years almost. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, so how years, many would you give them in a game? Would you go a quarter?
1: I would go a quarter. Um, now, if you're Doug and Trent, you're always weighing the risk-reward. What's what do you accomplish in that quarter? What do you get um, compared to the risk of something you know awful happening? Which the game of football that can happen on the practice field, by the way, is true. Sure.
0: absolutely, it, it,
1: it can happen anytime. So I, I think that's always dangerous to be worrying about. You have to you have to be aware of it, but making worst case scenario you're you know what what you're going to do because if that was the case, you wouldn't do anything. Contact you wouldn't do anything and just wait to the first game, um, which nobody is saying that's the right decision i i I think reps with this team would be good i think trevor getting you know a few a few more live reps it's different it's different for the quarterback even from sitting at practice because he knows at practice he can't get hit now trevor's not one you have to worry about shying away from contact i mean he is a um, man who has quite a bit of courage sitting in there and taking shots as he's delivering the ball so i'm not worried about that but you know, I think it's good, and I think it's good for the young tackle. I, I think Harrison has to play. I thought he was good. Yeah. Um, I think I would play Walker Little. i get him reps. I mean, he's still a young player who's really only played, you know, a third of a season in the starting position. So, now, if you wanted to sit out Sheriff, okay. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. He's a veteran. He's done it a thousand times. He probably doesn't need another rep to be ready for opening day. Now, knowing him, he'll probably want to be out there. He's a, he's that type of guy. You got to you got
0: to reel him in and, a little bit. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, you you have to reel him in. Now, I just think it'd be good. Now, and I would love to see that starting defense, especially if Detroit's going to play their ones. That's a great test. That's a good offensive line. That's a good. They have good backs. They have a good quarterback. They have you know receivers who can um, do some stuff. And let's not forget, they beat the you know what out of us last year up in Detroit. Put up forty. Put and so, tonight. I would I would be one regardless of how practice goes of getting at least a quarter in with my starters. I th- I think that's where I would go.
0: Tony um, Tony Buscelli with us, of course. So we can touch on that again a little bit later when we uh, keep it real. We'll dig a little more into some of those matchups you'll see on the practice field Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe in the game even on Saturday at Ford Field. Uh, but let's rewind a little bit. You touched on Anton Harrison and Pete and I talked about it in the first hour. Just, um, uh, you're going to have obviously a, a much better answer and analysis on his performance, but boy, those feet are no lie. Tony, he can move around that. That was as advertised.
1: Oh, he's a great athlete. I mean, he's a fluid, fluid, big man. And that was, um, you know, as advertised JP, I think is the way I would say it, um, what I also liked, I thought he was. Now it's just the first preseason game; he's playing against backups. Um, but I thought he was more physical in the run game, as well. I liked it. I mean, I thought he had a little get off, and he was trying to finish blocks. There was an ur- there was urgency to him. I mean, that was, you know, for his first debut in a live action on the field. I thought that was very, very positive. Now there's some things he needs to clean up in his sets that he gets away with because he's such a great athlete that a better player is going to put stress on him. I mean, there was no stress for him in that game. I mean, you know, Dante Fowler is, you know, not, it was never a great pass rusher and, you know, is older now. So, you know, that wasn't a huge test. It was good to work against a veteran. And some of those younger guys that I couldn't even tell you their names, um, He's going to be facing, you know, much better caliber player when it counts. But with that said, he did his job, Um, needs to clean up some stuff on the backside. got, you know, um, how he handles the backside, especially on some of those counter runs. But overall, if I was Phil Rauscher, I'd be like, okay, like I saw it in practice. I've seen it now in the game field. This kid can play. And The one thing he can't do is pass block. I mean, he is athletic. I mean, he's a guy. I mean, he's going to play right this year, but don't, I mean, he, he could play left. I mean, that's what he did in college. Yeah, he he's that good of an athlete. Yeah, he did. Um, and so that was very positive. Um, overall, I thought the line was fine. Um, they, you know, probably struggled in the run game a little bit early. But they got it going, and Travis and Bigsby, another positive performance for a young player. Boy, he has some juice, doesn't he? He does, right? And um, the way
0: they blocked it up on that big run was huge, and he just bounced it out there and turned on the Jets.
1: Yeah, he has – you know, there's a third and one. I'd like to see him maybe get the pad level a little low and and get underneath that defender. And maybe he could get that – you know, he, was, he only needed a half yard, would have got the first down early in that game. You know, little things like that, but that's, yep. you know, that's nitpicky. Um, so you look at the rookies, that was positive. I thought really positive, you know, and Trevor was fine. It was a dumb mistake early trying to make something happen. Um, you well, we were he, talking you know, about
0: that earlier, you know, Tony, Pete and I, I mean, just kind of looking at it again, you know, the throw wasn't that off. I mean, Evan Ingram was back there. Um, but the defender who was on Calvin was drifting back and was right there. So, well, um, what happened
1: there? it's a scramble situation because calvin so it's a levels route. you have calvin that's, you have your underneath the first uh guy and I can't remember who, what tight end was. he was shallow. you had the crosser yeah. with um Calvin Ridley, so he's running across and then you have the vertical route um the vertical route was Evan and so the play was the timing was off. there was nothing there, so it got extended and calvin, what happens in scramble rules you know certain guys will go back to the ball certain guys will break it deep calvin breaks it deep which helped that defender be able to kind of drift yeah. because calvin started bending it off um even with that said trevor's got to understand he's got to he's got to see that underneath guy and and you throw that where only evan can get it um and so I'm not against the overall decision, yeah. but that's a ball where you're. I'm going to put it somewhere where it's going to take a really nice catch by Evan to go run and get it, and I'm going to take away the negative. It might not. It might be an incomplete pass, but it's not going to be an interception. And that ball was just slightly underthrown.
0: Yeah, a little
1: bit. Where, Doug
0: Peterson said today, Atlanta slipped out of his hand a little bit. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was just. I mean, but listen. I mean, come on. It's like it's, I wouldn't worry about that.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's like okay, it's not the start you want, but who cares? Um, <laughs> so the coach can't come out and say,
0: yeah. "Oh, who cares?" Like he's gotta, he's gotta put it out. I mean, that's no, no how it I'm not. Works.
1: I'm not saying Doug's gonna say that, <laughs> but I'm saying overall, if you look at the big picture, if anything, that's a great learning experience yeah, for you. I mean, Trevor's still a young player. Yeah. And so it's like okay, learn from it, which he has proven he does. Um, and okay, the rest of it, you know, was fine. I mean they didn't do much they were very very plain yes. and it was nothing there's no creativity and stuff and and then they're you know and then they're behind the eight ball a little bit because they lose um uh, the long snapper so they're going forward on every fourth down every two-point conversion so on and so forth but overall you know after, you know after that you know the three and out was the only disappointing thing you want to get it you know especially when you're where you are backed up a little bit, you want to get you want to get at least Absolutely. one first down. That was the like the big negative to me. Yeah. You're playing against backups. You don't want to ever go three and out with the offense we have. And I think if you're being critical at all, that would be the one point that I would make. Um, and then defensively, first defense was fine. They did a good job. I thought, you know, there were some nice rushes by um, uh, Robert uh, Robertson Harris. Yeah, um, it was good. That was a nice rush. Josh Allen had a nice one-hand, you know, one-hand bull, leverage rush, got push. Um, Trayvon had a good inside move on a twist, got up the ball. Um, You know, most of it was short, you know, short drops, so there wasn't a lot of time to get there. So I I thought that was good. You know, Devin Devin, um, Hamilton continues to do good things out there. Who are you
0: smirking? No, no, no. Devon Hamilton, Devin Lloyd. Or
1: Devon. Well, I always – Devin Lloyd, sorry. (laughs) That's what I was thinking about. I was going there next with Devin Lloyd. Sorry, Devon Hamilton. Devin, um, he didn't play a lot of snaps, but he looked way more comfortable. That's what Pete said.
0: That's what Pete said, too. He only played like nine snaps.
1: Yeah, but you watched him. It was smooth. Like, he was – like, first of all, he made some great plays in the run. He stuffed the fullback – and I mean, really physical. And then I just watching his drops, and he didn't have a bunch. Like to your point, and so I'm not gonna say everything's fixed, but it looked, it just looked natural. Kind
0: of new, yeah. He didn't look like the 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 baby deer with the legs, like
5: trying to. No,
1: walk. He, and he got back and made a sure tackle. You know, it was a bang bang catch drop right there. It's what you want. Yeah. So I thought that was super positive. Um,
0: hey we uh, Tony let's come back uh, let's let's finish that okay. thought when we come back we'll finish the linebacker yeah, discussion the we got to talk about the corners too and and especially that third right. corner spot there's a lot going on there but we're up against it now uh, Jaguars happy hour on 1010xL am Jaguars youtube jaguars.com PRI Productions the official event production company of the Jags has everything you need to bring your next idea to life visit priproductions.com we'll keep it real when we come back as well. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings.
3: I mean, we have a lot of depth. This is, you know, since I've been here, definitely the deepest we've been. I would, I would argue every position, but definitely a receiver. You know, we got a a lot of, a lot of really good players. You know, it's going to be tough. It comes down to the end. You know, who's getting those last spots? And we got a lot of really good players and. That's why preseason's big to see guys who, who makes the plays, you know, when it counts, when the points go on the board in these in these real games. Uh, you know, so it, it's, it's cool to see guys making plays. We had a ton of guys making some plays out there tonight. You know, Oliver, Elijah, Jarray, shoot. I mean, a bunch of other guys. Snoop made some good plays. Q uh, on, the, on the scramble there at the end, touchdown. Obviously, Nate, and a lot of guys on defense, too. So it's cool to see those guys battling and, you know, doing everything they can. It's Trevor Lawrence,
0: of course, discussing uh, many of the offensive players making uh, big plays in Dallas, and welcome back. It is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings, J.P. Shadrick, with Hall of Famer Tony Buscelli, recapping the Jaguars' win over the Dallas Cowboys, looking ahead in just a few moments. We'll keep it real when we look ahead to the Detroit Lions. The joint practice is Wednesday, Thursday, then the game, of course, Saturday. Our discussion, Tony, continues on the Jaguars' defensive side. And we were starting with Devin Lloyd, um, but that also kind of creeps into the Jaguars' secondary, too. We, we know the outside, at least starters, at corner. The question is that third corner. And did you? what did you see out of some of the names that were kind of thrown into that group? Gregory Jr., Antonio Johnson's been... Uh, thrown in there as well by the head coach. Uh, just a couple of names uh, at the, of, of many who are fighting. Braswell's another guy. I mean, what did you what did you take from the game in Dallas?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I heard Pete say it earlier. I mean, Gregory Jr. is interesting. I mean, he's obviously a guy who's around the ball. Uh, and, you, and you saw that uh, in the game against Dallas. There's no doubt about that. But I'm with Pete. Like, I, like you'd love to see him cover – like I don't remember watching it and seeing a lot of opportunities with him in the slot in like a coverage situation or man to man, right? Um, and then you you saw at the end of the game, uh, uh, the the young guy who got the interception um, does a good job sitting in the zone and kind of reading the quarterback's eyes uh, late in that late in the game. I'm drawing a blank right now. Sorry, JP. Yep, yeah. Um. Um. So he made a nice plays. Saw Trey Herndon make some nice plays. You know, it looks like they're going to play a lot more zone. That's clear. Um, At least they did in that game. Because, I mean, if Trey's out there, he's good against the run. And he's a smart player. But, you know, I think you get exposed a little bit just because of the speed when you're playing nickel. I mean, when you're playing, uh, if you want to play any man coverage. And we know they want to blitz. So that puts, you know, basically your zone blitz team at that point. So I, I do think it's going to be interesting. I thought, you know, the corners uh, who 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 made the nice break on the ball it should have been a pick six. Um, oh,
0: Tavon Campbell, wasn't it? 20,
1: yeah, I, I think 29, it was twenty nine.
0: Twenty nine. Um, yep. Yep. Tavon Campbell. Yep.
1: I, I thought some. I thought some of the young guys flashed.
0: By the way, it was it was uh, Braswell who had the interception.
1: Yeah, Braswell. Thank you. I yeah. – I, um, uh, he, he did a good job. It was an easy just dropping the zone, but he does a good job of keeping his eyes on the quarterback from that position and good break on the ball. And that's, you know, that's what you want to see out there. You want to see guys make plays, react, do what you're asking them to do. And he did it, did it perfectly. So, I mean, it, I think if you look at it, I mean, who the nickel is, is definitely a big question mark. I mean, that's going to be one of saying, you know, as you're looking at the roster, you know you know you got your two outside guys right now, but who gives you the most flexibility as far as when it comes to coverages, meaning you're comfortable. I think they're just going to be more comfortable in zone this year overall. That's the feeling you get. Um And then the, obviously you want to put in some man schemes in there, but who can play the nickel? I, I, I don't think they're, you're going to see a lot of man coverage in Trey Herndon in there. If he wins, if he wins that
0: job in well, the zone stuff, so you got to be able to tackle though, right? Cause guys are going to make catches in zone and then yeah. you got to go run and tackle. and tackle. Absolutely. And they didn't do they, overall last year. They've talked about it. They got to be a better tackling defense as a whole. So,
1: yeah, I mean, this defense got good at the end of the year, JP, if you remember, you know, they were good early, pretty good early. And then they got good down the stretch. And what was the common denominator? It was turnovers. It wasn't like they got a bunch of stops, you know, now in the Chargers game they did, obviously. And when they got down a couple of times, they got, you know, Ravens, Cowboys, they got stops when they needed to. I'm not, so I'm not taking that away from them by aiming, but they became an opportunistic football team, getting the ball on the ground, picking it up, making yes. plays, yes. and that's great. I, it's hard to count on that, though, throughout the season. Um, you want to be a ball hockey team. You want to strip the ball. And you saw that again against Dallas. I thought they did a good job with that. Um, but you guys still, who's going to be the disruptor? Who's going to disrupt on defense? And that's the big question mark. Now, we didn't get a chance to see much because it was early. But that's what I'm looking forward to the practices in Detroit. I want to see how our front seven goes against a good offensive front. All right. Thank- a well-coached
0: That leads us, Tony. It's like you've done radio before. That leads us into Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. You could be a producer, Tony. That's how apt that lead-in was to this segment. What matchup are you most excited to see in Detroit this week? Is it the Lions defensive line versus the Jags O-line? Is it Jaguars rushers against the Lions tackles, or is it Mark Brunel versus Tony Baselli? <laughs> well,
1: it's not, it's not the last one, so we can take that off the okay. board. Uh, the only part I'm looking forward to is just hanging out with my good friend um, a little bit and seeing him out in, uh, on the field and hopefully uh, maybe after hours spend a little bit of time <laughs> with him. Um, having a couple uh, bottle bottled waters and, and talking him Talking and shop. Um, the. that's uh, a great question because I want to see both. I want to see Aiden Hutchinson against both Walker Little and um, Anton Harrison. I mean, that's going to be fun. Um, that'll be good. And they got that other rookie last year, like a fifth or sixth rounder who ended up hitting Trevor, Lowe, if you remember, hit Trevor Lowe late in that game. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. He went um, out. He, he was a sneaky good pass rusher. If you look, He didn't get a lot of reps and came on late in the year. And I think he got like six or seven sacks by the end of the year. Talking about James Houston, early.
0: was it Houston?
1: Yeah, Houston. James Houston. You know, he's an undersized guy, but really good leverage, good speed. Um, he, he he was a little bit of a problem for us last year, if you remember that. I do. And it wasn't just for us. He he got he got he had some production in the back half of that year for the Lions. On defense, without a lot of reps, but I want to see Aiden Hutchinson against those two. Or was it Josh?
0: Was it it him or was it Josh Paschal? There was two of them. They had two edge rushers in the draft.
1: What what was it? What number was Houston? I think it was Houston. Gosh, I don't remember. Hang on. Okay, sorry, I'm asking questions. (laughs) You don't. So that's uh, that would be fun, but and then seeing. Seeing uh, Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker against Panay and uh, uh, Decker, they're two good tackles. And Panay, you know, just reading stuff up there has had a really good camp. saw, so, you know, he's an athletic big man um, coming out of Oregon, rookie uh, rookie two years ago. Um, he's a good player, and and so I'm looking forward to seeing that. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, and that'll be a good test for both Trayvon and Josh because um, those are Decker and Panay are two good tackles. I mean, they're really good players. Yeah. And if we can get something going there, one on one, the one on one pass should be fun. But then, you know, in team situations, you know, you're, you know they're going to run a two minute drill, stuff like that. I'd like to see us get some wins because um, I think that you know, built some confidence and get a good mindset going in.
0: Hey, by the as way, well. James Houston ten uh, is number forty one for them and for the season last year had 10 tackles with eight sacks
1: <laughs> yeah that's the guy that's the kid yeah that's the kid out of Jackson um, State he, yeah he's uh he's a natural pass rusher so I think you know I, I I know keeping it real I'm supposed to pick one but I'm gonna take both I want to see it's to me it's watching those a lot the line both lines because you have Detroit's done a good job especially offensive line. Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, the big conversation last year was him or Trayvon. We took Trayvon. Um, Hutchinson had a nice rookie year, was productive. And uh, and I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how our young tackles match up against a good pass rusher. And then the uh, Houston kid, you know, eight sacks. How many guys on our team had eight sacks last year?
0: Um, none. Right? None. No. None of the above. That was Keeping It Real presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. And we'll come back with Fanatics fan questions. All Tony, all the time in hour number two of Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings.
4: America, it's time to gear up and get out there in a new Ford vehicle. And it all starts at your local Ford dealer. During the Discover Summer sales event, choose from a great selection of Ford trucks and SUVs equipped with the tech and comfort you need to discover your best summer ever. With a large inventory in stock, now is the best time to trade in, trade up, and discover summer with Ford. This is your time to discover summer at your local Ford
2: dealer. Ross, Ross uh, injured his right shoulder, you know, on the special teams play, uh, making the tackle there. Uh, um, he's he's going to be fine. Uh, he'll just be a little bit sore. He's kind of day to day um, and we'll see how he is in Detroit, you know, this week, uh, but uh, probably, you know, um, probably leaning towards holding him out if he's, if he's, if he's sore, um, you know, I don't want to have any setbacks with, with him at this point, but day to day, we'll see, see where he is at the end of the week.
0: I said Coach Doug Peterson earlier today asked about the long snapper, Ross Matisic, who made a forced fumble, and then that's where he hurt his shoulder. A day-to-day, but uh, apparently day-to-day enough to sign Carson Tinker, who was on the street. Former Jaguars long snapper is back. He was on the practice field today. And uh, there were you know, it was funny uh, Tony before practice today. I'm out there. I walk out because practice was this afternoon. I didn't get to stay for the whole thing. I had to come in for the show. I'm out there right before stretch. There's a lot of guys out there early, and there's you know Josh Peterson's out there again trying to just kind of snap a few just to you know whatever. This is not the coaches aren't around yet. This is before stretch, and here comes the the rookie fullback from Houston. The try a few, and here comes like another tight end. Hey, let me get a. Everybody all of a sudden wants to try a long snap, and then Carson Tinker walks out. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm the long snapper, guys. We're we're good. You guys are okay. It's all good. Uh, but you uh, it, you got to have tell you one right
5: now, If
1: I was if I was a fullback or a backup tight end, I would spend a whole off to go figure out how to snap because, I mean, you know, it's tough situation um, for. Uh, josh peterson that he was put into Absolutely. no doubt about it yeah i mean that's a... <laughs> you know doug was going you know doug was probably saying to himself like okay i don't need to have a bad operation and get my punter or anyone hurt back there and secondly i don't really need to go home and hear from his mom that i put put her son out there in a bad situation <laughs> On, on tv <laughs> over and over and over again right over and over again i appreciate what doug did i'm like you know what it was the right football decision for the team yeah and it was probably the right you know which thankfully it, it uh, worked out as the right decision for uh being going home that night too so uh it was a tough situation for josh but like a perfect example i mean this is something you know in, we're talking about josh peterson at this point but if you're a Backup tight end or a fullback or something. I mean, just think about this. Let's say Josh, and it, it's a skill, and not everyone can do it. So I'm just using Josh as an example here. But if he would have gone out there and been 90% of what uh, the starter was, Ross was, well, now all of a sudden you're like, oh wait a second. This guy has value. Because he has the ability to fill a gap that, and if he's you know good enough tight end, and maybe it comes down to him and someone who might be just slightly better than him, but he has a skill that gives gives us comfort tonight, and that's the same thing for the young young fullback or any of those guys going out there. I think it's smart. I would tell any you know any young guy who's you know fighting to make a roster. Go learn how to long snap, and if you can do it, take the time and get good at it, because that gives you the ability um, to be versatile. Look at—I mean, look at Shatley. Shatley has made a career. Yes. And now he started last year and did a good job as a starter, in my opinion. Um, but he's got—he's the backup long snapper. You have confidence he can do that. He can play center. He can play both guards. He's reliable. You know that he's not going to go out there and kill you in the sense that he knows what to do. He's solid. He's a good football player and look at the, he's had a long career and done very well for himself um, because of that versatility. So I think it's, it's a lesson for every young player. You never know what's going to happen. And if you have utility in multiple, at multiple uh, positions, you've become, you've made yourself much more valuable.
0: There's no doubt about that, but um, you know, it, it still takes time. And You're right, Tony. Oh, it's hard. If you have that skill, though, not everybody has that skill. That's why you go out and get a guy on the street who's playing co-ed softball. Like, okay, well, bring him in because he can snap.
1: You know what? I I, I felt terrible for Josh Peterson. I was was sitting there watching that game going, I am rooting hard for this kid. I was hoping he could could just sling it back there and you know, because you know it's a tough situation. You're you're fighting. You want, this is your dream to play football. And you know, people are out there like, Oh, you're out here cause your dad's the head coach and all that nonsense. It's a bunch of, you know, crap. He wouldn't be out there if he couldn't do it. And, um, and so I was rooting hard for him. I'm like, come on, come on, let him sling one back there. And then they, then he sailed that one. to. And it was clear from that point on, Doug yeah. made the decision. It's like, we are going for it. If it's even, like I don't care unless we're backed up inside our own 30 or 20 which they never ended up never ended up happening you know they were going to go for it yeah that's um, right regardless because it's just not the risk cuz you you're asking someone to do something that they're not comfortable with and that's top. That's not fair. You, is a Good coaches never ask a player to do something they just aren't prepared to do. Right, because
0: it and affects they, so, so many other people too, right? I mean, it affects the punter. Okay, well, like and what? then all, all of a sudden there's players. guys illegally downfield. There's a penalty. It's like all that combines.
1: Well, because it's not just snapping. It's snapping. It's p- protection. It's everything else. And yeah. now you're putting your one of your better players, you know, your punter, who's a great player, yeah, you know right. he's he, he does so much, and like, why would you risk that? So I thought it was really smart by Doug to make that decision, and uh, it was tough. It was tough, and but you know what? That's what preseason's for, and no harm, no foul. You go get Carson Tinker, a guy you know who can do it. And uh, we'll see what Ross's status is, yeah, see how that shoulder's
0: doing. It seems like it uh, – Doug Peterson made it seem like it wasn't uh, a long-term issue for Mattisick. So, uh, yeah, and at least for Carson Tinker, hey, let's get a game on tape and see what happens. The team sees him still. Is he still out there? And then you never know as the season goes along. And um, we'll see uh, what, what happens there. But But Tinker's there to handle it at least this week moving ahead. We'll come back in a moment, Tony. We'll wrap the show this week with Fanatics fan questions. Of course, the Jaguars and the Lions coming up with practice two days, Wednesday and Thursday, then the game this Saturday at Ford Field in Detroit. And if you're a Jags fan who's always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you. It's our bundle at the bank. You can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just $58 per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. This is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. Final few minutes, J.P. Shadrick with Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. We have Pete Prisco in the first hour. The Jaguars and the Lions coming up two days of practice Wednesday, Thursday at Allen Park, and then Ford Field, the site for the game Saturday. A 1 o'clock kickoff in the preseason. Pretty nice. Early day. Team will get back in a decent hour uh, Saturday night. Hey, uh, Tony, the uh, AP Top 25 preseason came out. College football, right around the corner, Tom.
1: Uh Where was SC? SC was sixth.
0: sixth. Yeah, I think
1: they're pr- pretty good. That quarterback's good now. Quarterback's really Williams. good.
0: Yes, really good last, and year they got
1: they uh, they uh, got a bunch of uh, uh, transfers, you know. In this new world of free agency in college football. A couple of SEC guys, a couple of, I think Georgia, a couple of Georgia guys. wanted. I mean, the, the whole
5: the
0: quarterback's a transfer for two years ago.
1: Come on. Oh yeah, I mean Lincoln, <laughs> R- Lincoln Riley's not afraid to go out and snatch players from other places. Yeah,
0: I think the wide receiver was too. I mean, they the whole thing is. That's the way it. That's the way of the world
1: now. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not the college football you and I grew up with, JP.
0: Georgia is a number one, looking for a three-peat. There's only been officially one team, or the last team to do it. Um, let's put it this way: It was in the 1930s. Minnesota won three straight
1: championships
0: been a while yeah they they,
1: didn't they didn't even play everyone but i mean it wasn't even a real you had no idea no
0: no uh michigan ohio state alabama two three and four um all right let's do it let's do the fanatics fan questions to wrap up the show jags fans gear up at fanatics.com with all latest jags styles shop now and get today's special offer fanatics.com officially licensed everything we put the cat signal out earlier on X. Here are the best posts on X we've come up with at Unbiased Jag. Does Rourke have a real chance of taking QB2 from Bethard?
1: Yeah, I, um, I mean, he has a chance, but I don't think so. Because, I mean, your backup quarterback is a guy that you want to know that can fill in and finish a game. And Beathard's a veteran, and I think having a veteran presence in that room is probably good for Trevor as well. He's seen a lot. He's been around. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Rourke. The play he made was fabulous. Um, And now there's a new rule this year, JP, if I'm not mistaken. You can keep three quarterbacks. Correct. Um, It does eat up a a roster spot, but you can keep them active on game day, I think
0: Correct. That's Um, right. Emergency quarterback. So.
1: Is there a situation where Rourke maybe makes the roster? Uh, long shot, but it wouldn't shock me if he continues. You know, he's got to play great in the next two preseason games because he has a skill set. He's at, he's mobile. He can buy time in the pocket. Uh, he's a gritty, competitive guy. So he did himself well, but I still think it's uh it's a long it's a it's a it's a big hill to climb, J.P. for him to beat out Beathard.
0: Next question at DJ Delfonic. Hey, uh, Pete, this is for Pete, but this is a fantastic Tony question. How did Walker Little look against the Cowboys?
1: Uh, fine. It wasn't great, but it was fine. Good for a fine first preseason game. Um, he gave up the edge on a twist. He got a little over, a little top-heavy. Um, but I thought he, looked, he was fine. He moved in space well. He had a couple of nice – you know, they had a little – Kind of toss crack where he got out there leading the way, um, solid on his pass sets. Yeah, in the short amount of time he was out there, I thought he looked fine.
0: Moving along, at Tony B's henchman, do you think the Jaguars will go out and sign a veteran pass rusher before the season starts or just go into the season with what we have?
1: Well, they brought Jadavian Clowney in today. Um he left without anything. Yeah, he doesn't do get me too excited. Only had two sacks last year, nine the year before, but he's a you know, he's a veteran body who's a big powerful guy. Um I think they're gonna keep their eyes open. I think they you know, the one thing we didn't talk about, and I don't know if you and Pete talked about it um JP. Chase on boy, I just didn't see much. We did we did touch not a lot of not a lot of explosiveness. There's nothing that just jumps out at you when you watch him. I know Abdul had the sack, but there was – I didn't see a lot of quick twitch, you know. But now it was early. It's first game, so I'm not making a judgment about Abdul. I mean, he was a good pass rusher in college. So, I'm looking forward to seeing him um in the next two preseason games. Um, Chazon, to your talking, point,
0: about... Tony, 12 snaps for Chazon, and he's not on the defensive stat sheet. He didn't have a tackle or anything. I mean,
1: I, I, I watched it. I just didn't – I mean – Just I didn't see anything. like even if you have zero stats, I didn't see like any explosiveness. I didn't see any like right. Stress. I didn't see him stressing anybody. Um. So and then you have uh, ninety two, the kid who's been hurt for two years, Jordan. Uh, Jordan. Jordan Smith. um,
0: Yeah, Jordan Smith. Jordan Smith. He's tall. Yeah, Jordan Smith.
1: Tall, lanky. You know, but you know, he's a. Guy's been hurt. So you got to see what you, gotta, you got there. Long story short, I think their eyes are open. They're not against bringing in a pass rusher. That was pro- proven the last two days with Clowney VNN. Um, I think a lot of it's going to come down to how do these young guys, how does Chase on and the rest of the group after Trayvon and uh, Allen, do they do anything? Do they give them anything? And one preseason game and practice, you know, a lot of questions there, JP.
0: Hey, does uh, not that they brought in Clowney just for a motivational tactic for the other guys? But it could work that way, right? Hey, maybe open some eyes. Hey, wait a minute—they're bringing guys in now. We got to step it up.
1: Well, well, if you're not motivated at this time <laughs> yeah. and you're a backup, then you have real, you have other issues. That's true. But <laughs> d- don't put that again. Don't put that. You know, past Trent Baalke. I mean, Tom Coughlin was famous. Every Monday throughout the entire season, he would bring in guys um, to work out, and basically the message was: is he was looking to improve the bottom half of the ro- roster at all times. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it does send a message, but you shouldn't have to send a message at this point to guys like Chase on, who's fighting for his NFL career after being a first-round pick, Abdullah. You Know mid to late draft pick trying to make the team Jordan Smith, a guy who's been hurt, um, hasn't you know in year three. So if they need a message, you got other issues, um, going on. I mean, the big question is Duan Smith.
0: yeah, right? What is right? Know, it's gonna be a while, Tony. At? It's
1: gonna be a while, it feels like it does feel that way, JP. I'd agree with you. I well, mean, you no official word, he's, no. not, he's on the pup. And so you don't have to give an official word right now. But just watching him move um,
0: around, Tony, like it's going to be a minute.
1: I agree with you. I mean, I don't think you can count on him probably the first part of the season. Maybe the first half of the season by the time he gets in shape and gets his legs underneath him. And then you wonder how much explosiveness did he lose with that Achilles. Now, the good thing is the way they're doing Achilles nowadays, it's, much, it's a much better surgery than it used to be. So I still think – I mean, the, the big – like if you were going to say what are the two biggest questions on this roster, it's pass rusher, especially depth. Cause I think you have two good starters. Now are they, I mean, I have them down as 23 to $25, you know, sack guys. Yes, you do you know, combined.
0: Happens. Yes, that's right.
1: That happens. I'll, I will be throwing a parade and rubbing it <laughs> in everyone's face. Um, but after that, who do you have JP? Where are you? I mean, who's your, Like, I just think about it in a 70 play game. Who are you putting out there rotating in? I mean, last year it was a – call it a four-man rotation with Trayvon, Josh Allen, Dwan Smoot, and Arden Key.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Tell me who the four are right now.
0: Well, the starters, and then Abdul is going to have to step up and play. Um, and then you're forced up for grabs, right?
1: Well, right now it's Chase on. All
0: right. Right now it would be him,
1: yes. So uh, yeah, and then the second and then the second part uh, position is nickel. I think it's nickel and pass rusher, more pass rusher depth. But who's the nickel and who are your top four ends or outside backers?
0: Let's wrap up with one final question today, and this is from at Coach Yost CP. Half the Jags fan base is blocked by Pete Briscoe because he's been nothing but negative for years and years, and whenever anyone calls him out for being nothing but a negative Nancy, he blocks them. I don't see a question in there
1: anywhere. but I wish Pete was here for this because Pete is famous for blocking people. JP, how many people have you blocked on X in your entire life being on there?
0: Um, you know, maybe like five, 10, maybe an X here or there, you know, doesn't need to see what's going on, all that. Maybe 10, five to 10.
1: Well, I, I've been married for 28 years, so I don't have any X's that were around when, uh, tw- when X was even a thought. So um, I think I've got a total of one or two. Block blocked just because they were just profane, vicious, just, you know, nasty. Um, Pete will block you at the drop of a hat. And I think <laughs> well, our ex poster has a point there. And I think Pete should unblock all JAG fans from his Twitter feed. All of them. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be something I will be bringing up next week once we figure out how to get us both on the show at the same time, which I know the team's working on and you know we got a new studio so be patient with us it'll be great this season it's gonna be a great show as usual and uh max and p and dave they're all doing hard work right now get everything ready for us um but i will bring that up to pete because i think it's downright cowardly yeah that pete frisco blocks people because he doesn't like the he does he can't handle the heat you can't handle the heat pete get out of the kitchen
0: Tony, the uh, highest rated part of the show is the first seven minutes of hour two, I must say, um, tonight. Uh, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco, our entire crew, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We will catch you next time. Jaguars are headed to Detroit tomorrow against the Lions. Thanks for listening to Jaguars Happy Hour.